This podcast may be explicit in nature and may not be suitable for listeners under the age of 15. Now that that's out of the way, if you're ready to learn some cool shit and have a laugh or two along the way, let's get it. your boy Kells, aka Special K, back again with another banging episode of the Culture Brothers Podcast, the show where we maraud on all culture and deliver the goods to the masses, and it's powered by Poddex. Our sponsor, Poddex, are a tool for podcasters and content creators to have more meaningful conversations and create better content. The interview deck contains unique conversation starting questions that are non-industry specific. These questions can be used for any content creation such as podcast, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram Live, and much more. So, with that being said, you already know, hey, I'm the voice for this show, for Poddex. You know, I got some for myself. I got the whole shebang, all five packs, and um, I got a great deal for those of you uh, creators and podcasters that want to go on there. Go on there on uh, www.poddex.com, take a look around, find something you like, throw it in the cart, and when it's time to cash out, your boy Kells has a VIP code for you, and that is Marauder1, M-A-R-A-U-D-E-R, and the number one next to it. You go ahead and lock that in, you get 10% off, and that's from your boy Kells and the Culture Marauders. So check out Pod Decks, get that content, and get them decks. So uh, going into the episode, hey, y'all, I hope everybody is doing well, being safe, and uh, living life, you know, obviously the, the best that you can. I know we're in some uh, awkward times, but everybody keep pushing, keep grinding. But, um, you know, we, we should be, you know, right in the fresh start of the baseball season, but unfortunately... Uh, COVID-19 has something to say about that, so we're just kind of standing and waiting, ready to kick it off. But in the meanwhile, I got a a guest for you today. We are still going to maraud on the baseball culture. This is the first baseball episode that we're doing, baseball-centric. So I'm calling this one episode 18, The Dugout. So our guest today is a baseball fan, enthusiast, um, former Major League player himself. He's also president and founder of The Dugout Mugs, which is a badass, awesome product. Uh, fellow Marauders, I give you Mr. Randall Thompson. What's happening, Randall? Hey, how you doing? I'm good, man. Good. Thank you for being on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. So dugout mugs, man. Awesome product. Um, you know how 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 are things doing? You know out where you're at. I know we just talked briefly before we got on, but how how you holding up? Yeah, uh, we're, well, I mean sales are okay. Um, a majority of our sales are e-commerce, so we sell a lot of direct-to-consumer. Okay. So the sales are okay, but the overall uh, just morale—it's um, getting a little, uh, a little monotonous. It's getting kind of put another quarter in the merry-go-round, but <laughs> otherwise everything's okay. Yeah, that's good to hear, man. Good to hear. So before we get deep in this conversation, you know, I got uh, the pod decks on deck, and uh, I'm gonna hit you with the "What would you rather." Uh, deck from pod deck so this is where we're going to throw you know like i said a couple random questions and uh, i want to hear your con your, your your answers and this is how i get to know you better know if you're really really down for this show all right so i'm hit you with the first one all right first question would you rather 
give up sex for a year or your cell phone for a year? <laughs> uh, I'll give up my cell phone. Oh, uh, yeah? <laughs> Why so? You know you got to come with the answer, right, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> We're getting right into it. Um, yeah, definitely definitely giving up the cell phone. I'm, I'm recently engaged and uh, <laughs> right. not no. sure if that, that would be a great way to start the, start the marriage. <laughs> no said. No said. <laughs> All right. So the second question, right? All right. Would you rather have a road trip with Donald Trump or OJ Simpson? I'm talking cross country and not, not right up the road. I'm talking uh, cross country. Uh, I feel like, I feel like Trump would bring, bring the luxury. So <laughs> we've, got, we've got deep pockets. We'd be staying at a lot nicer hotels or a really nice RV. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Trump Just, and you know, the, the, I know the glove didn't fit and you must quit. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, we, we might be able to get some nicer stuff along the way with uh, with Trump's Trump's pockets. You know what? I looked at that question and I felt the same way. I'm thinking luxury versus being on the run and people like questioning because you probably <laughs> won't even be able to get a tent like chilling with OJ. Man, they ain't gonna rent you nothing. So, I mean, it would be it would be kind of cool if we could uh, go across the country in uh, OJ's Bronco. <laughs> <laughs> But you got plenty of room to lay down in the back and catch a nap. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Supposedly some business guy uh, bought that and he rents it out for people that want to go to events and stuff. Oh. Uh, which seems kind of odd, but I can see some people wanting to But do you that. know, if, if that, that, that shit sells, man, I mean, people people are looking for a way to cash in on some craziness. And I mean, hey, the juice is loose. <laughs> All right, so I got my last one for you, right? So my last one, and this is just off the top of Kel's head. Would you rather go a full season without baseball or have a season of shitty baseball? Mm. Yeah, it's kind of like the question of, like, uh, would you rather not be able to turn up your favorite song or turn down your, your least favorite song? Jeez, <laughs> uh, I, would, I would rather have... Uh, uh, a season of shitty baseball than no baseball at all. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. There's some stinkers out there, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, but uh, you know, I, it, it would. Um, I'm living. I'm living life right now with no baseball, and and uh, I, I can say that I would rather have shitty baseball right now. All so. right, hey, I, I I can understand, but. I can find a million other ways to catch a good nap. <laughs> so, but I feel you on that, man. So, all right, Randall. So, hey, fellow Marauders, he just ran through, uh, you know, a couple of questions. I even hit him with the hard one at the end. So he uh, he would rather give up his cell phone for a year and go cross country with Donald Trump just for the sake of luxury and watch shitty baseball. So, you know what? You're a man of principle. You stick to your guns. You're a fellow Marauder. So welcome to the crew. Um, yeah, yeah. So we're going to go ahead and get into it. Um, so, you know, I, I read your, your story and like I said, I, I love the product. Um, and when I sent the email, you know, soliciting, you know, your time and trying to get you on the show, it was ironic because I actually had purchased, I retired from the military, uh, a year ago. And, um, a couple of the gifts I gave were your actual dugout mugs to, um, a couple of buddies who helped, you know, arrange and plan and all that stuff. And um, one of my buddies is a Dodgers fan and the other one is a Mets fan. And, you know, and they, they loved it. And they came in. They were a beautiful product, man, and, and, and super dope. So, um, you know, thank you. Thank you for putting out a, a good quality product that, that that's, you know, unique. Um, I first saw y'all years ago on Pinterest and I said, oh, man, that's a badass concept, man. So and it's, it's cool to finally put a face with the product and, and stuff like that. So it's really dope. Um, so personal background. Right. I want to get to know you a little bit better. 
I do see that you are a Florida man, right? Yeah. <laughs> so Florida man um, from the Orlando area. Um, and so tell me, tell me about, you know, what it was that made you fall in love with the game of baseball. Uh, for me, it's unexplainable. I, um, you know, I, in my early years, I, I grew up just down the street from a baseball field. Um, but uh, as far as where my love comes from it, you know, my dad wasn't uh, big into it. My mom wasn't big into it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just, uh, I started at a really young age and then growing up, nobody ever had to twist my arm yeah. uh, to get out on a baseball field. And, uh, I feel like that's how just naturally people, you know, whenever, whenever it just fits your life, it just speaks to you. That's when, when people typically have a chance of, of doing great things with with uh, within certain certain verticals of life. Okay, and yeah, that that makes you know perfect sense because you see those those you know athletes, those transcendent athletes, and you know not everybody picks it up early. Like for example, Tim Duncan did pick up basketball until I think he was like a senior in high school or something like that. But you look at the ones you know who've always been involved in sports at a young age, like LeBrons and Kobe's and Mayweather's and stuff like that. Those transcendent athletes, you know, it's, it's a love that they 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 gain early on, and it just guides the rest of their life, and also provides foundation for discipline and hard work and those things. Were those some of the things that you also gained from from uh, sports as well as from the sport of baseball yeah you don't really realize it um you you know you don't really realize it it, very similar to the military you you don't like until you start uh surrounding yourself and observing others around and uh and let's just call it like the quote-unquote real world Mm. uh you don't realize how much of the um the skills um that you learned and the habits that you learned apply to real life and, and success in real life and especially, like it's never great to compare yourself to others, but comparatively, when you when you look at, at others, people that are in sports, people that are in the military, they typically have this way about them that uh, you know they just get shit done. It's, it's a team mindset, right? It's like all for one, like and and it's, and it's crazy because my wife and I were talking. She served too. She did nine years, and uh, we were talking about you know. It was five years ago yesterday. Ironically, she got out on 420, right? So five years ago, she, uh, we were sitting there just talking, and I was like, would you have done things differently? And she's like, no. And then we also talked about, like, you know, how it feels because I just hit my year mark um, on the uh, 14th. I'm sorry, the 19th. And, and then um, we just talked about that and, you know, just how things are different in the civilian world versus being in the military, you know, just the way people carry themselves, their attitude. And, you know, so I think the military and team sports definitely is a, is a good uh, moral compass to kind of keep you on the right path, I guess, if that's the, the right way to put it. Um, so you said you, you know, started at five. You weren't really pushed into it, fell in love with the game. Um, so were you the kid that, that was always at, at the, the batting cages or, or, you know, whatever? Like, what was your you, you said you're a creature of habit. So what was what was some of your uh, your training and, and some of the things that you followed, you know, that, that molded you in this game? Yeah, when I think about my early years of things, my my dad um, would pull up into our driveway and. Uh, the rule was is that I had to get my homework done before <laughs> anything else could happen. So that's the very first thing I would do is get, get all my homework done. And then uh, I knew my dad would pull up into the driveway probably around, you know, five, five thirty to for his work day. And I'd already be 
uh, you know, I'd have the bucket of balls with my bat bag and just ready, ready to roll. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And that was, that was an everyday thing. I was, I was ready to go hit. I was ready to go field. Um, just, just work on, you know, you don't think as a kid, you don't think of it as like working on your craft. You just, you just fall in love with the process. And then, uh, as the, as you kind of continue to progress in life, it, it, uh, it pays dividends. Uh, I imagine. Um, so speaking of paying dividends, so, you know, you got to a level that only a small percentage of people actually get to, and as professional sports, um, tell me about that experience and, and going into that, right? So you're transitioning from amateur status, um, playing in college and everything, and you play for the Blue Jays, I tell you, right? So tell me about that experience. Yeah, it's it's t- it's a tough it's a tough transition, and it's a t- tough transition for most, especially the ones that really love the game. Mm. Um, what I what I did learn is that uh, not everybody is that's playing professional baseball loves baseball, which I found very surprising. You know, I grew up wanting to play professional baseball, and it was my dream to do it. And there were some guys that were there because someday it would look good on their resume, mm. and I couldn't wrap my head around that. Um, but the reason why it becomes especially hard for per, uh, to, to play to play professionally is it turns so much into a business. Mm-hmm. And um, the best way I've ever heard it put, and it's it's incredibly true, is that you spend your whole life in the game of baseball using the game to better yourself, and then when you get to the professional ranks, baseball starts using you to better itself. Uh. And, so it gets it, it's a very tough pill to swallow, but it's still, you know, it's something that I look back on, and I, you know, I was a, I was a kid, I'm still a kid, but uh, <laughs> I, I was a kid, and I say to myself, man, I should have enjoyed that a little bit more than I did. Yeah. Um, but I think that applies to anything you do in life. Uh, every once in a while, you got to step outside of yourself and remind yourself to actually enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, I mean, that's 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 dope, man. So. You know, playing for the Blue Jays. Did you get a chance to meet any of your heroes? You know, during that time. Really, so until I got into into business, I didn't like. Uh, I, I'm starting to connect with more like hero style people uh, of me growing up in business than I did ever playing baseball. Uh, um, which is which has been which has been fun. Mm. That's cool. Yeah, because I've seen, uh, you know, you guys have been at the winter meetings and all kinds of stuff, man. That's that's pretty dope. And it's a it's a really cool way to still be connected to the game, you know, and, and like you said, meeting those hero hero level type uh, athletes and stuff like that and still being connected. So very, very dope. So if there's anything you could go back and do different, I know you said, you know, you know, appreciating the moments and stuff. Anything else that you would do different, you know, on your path early and, and up until that point? Um. I don't think so. You know, I don't think so. I look back and how the dots all connect that Steve jobs thing. You can only connect them looking back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I look back on them and I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy with the way that the, the dots have connected. Um, so, so far. And even if I'm not particularly happy with the way they're, they're connecting at some point, I know that it's for a bigger and better thing cool. uh, in the future. So I have faith in that. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't want to change anything. I'm I'm incredibly happy in my life, and and uh, I would be worried that if you if you change a little bit of something over here, it would put you in a whole other tra- trajectory. And and uh, it's like some Back to the Future type stuff, right? Like when Biff got a hold of that <laughs> the almanac and changed there. Yeah, man. Yeah, you're right. You're 100 percent right. So 
Um, so I want to talk about your, your, your quote, right? So I'm looking at, you know, your team and I was looking at everybody's quotes and stuff and yours, uh, you, you got a quote from Dr. Seuss. It's not about what it is. It's about what it can become. What does that quote mean to you? And why did you select that? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's my default. Yeah. You know? uh, the, the, uh, the, the quote that, um, the world is full of idiots that are so sure. And then wise people that are so full of Dallas. That's just like my life story. Um, but, uh, I don't know, it, it just hits a strict, hits a chord with me because, um, you know, it, it, I guess it's faith based, um, not necessarily faith in the, in the sense of like religious, but just faith in that, um, you know, it's, uh, it, your current, like if your current situation isn't great, um, you got to have faith that it's going to be better in the, in the long term of things. Like a glass half full type mindset, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. That's cool. Yeah, my favorite quote is from uh, Yoda. Uh, do or do not, there is no try. So, I mean, it is what it is. You do it or you don't. So, that's what's up. So, let's let's get into uh, to dugout mugs. You got to excuse, man. My air conditioning kicked on, so I'm going to be talking a little bit louder. Um, so, dugout mugs... So tell me, tell me about the start of that. I see, I see that you guys, you know, I read your, your story about how the concept came up. Can you give our listeners just a little bit of background on that and when you guys really got rocking and rolling? Yeah. Um, I was, so after I got released out of baseball, uh, I went and I started coaching uh, where I was, uh, where I played college ball. It's Florida Tech, small D2 school over in, uh, on the East Coast. Um, and uh, East Coast of Florida. And uh, the recruiting coordinator at that at that college was cutting barrels of baseball bats off of wood bats. So he had like a handsaw in the dugout, and he was creating a training tool. And he was cutting these these barrels off, and uh, there was a bunch of loose barrels sitting all around the dugout. And um, just one day, I picked up the barrel and started examining it, and I had this light bulb moment that there you could potentially drill out. Uh, the center of the of the barrel and turn it into a drinking mug. Yeah. Um, and so that was in 2014 when I had the idea, and I kind of just put it in my back pocket and kind of went about my life. And then I hit this really low point in my life, and I was like, man, like, come on, and not, not low point in like the sense of like, I just was not doing what I wanted right. to do in life. I was under underachieving and, and everything. <clears throat> Uh, so I was like, shit, I got to do something. <laughs> and I went, I went to the back pocket and I was like, man, it seems, it seems simple enough that I could, I could figure out how to turn a barrel of a baseball bat into a drinking mug. And, uh, it wasn't as simple as I thought it was going to be. Uh, uh it took me about a year and a half to get a prototype and then things kind of just, and this was right around probably middle of 2015, maybe early 2016 and everything just kind of started coming together. And I launched the dugout mugs in the middle of uh, 2016. Okay, all right. So to start, uh, were you running this out of out of your home? Like, how, how did you you know? What did your business uh, your business uh, mockup look like? Look like? Yeah, it wasn't pretty in the beginning. Um, it, it, it started in my sister. So I was at the time I was living in my sister's backyard. She took a garage and converted it into a, a studio apartment. Uh-huh. And I was back there uh, trying to figure out how to. That, that's when I was trying to prototype it, and I was trying to figure out how to actually make one of these. Mm-hmm. And I eventually uh, I moved into a house with one of my my college roommates, 
Um, and he's he's working for us now, and he's our he's our operations manager. Okay. Um, but uh, we we started operating out of my living room. Had a <laughs> laser engraver in my living room. Had hooks in the ceiling for um, for uh, for sealing them, and then I was uh, engraving them and fulfilling them from from my living room. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. So so now I mean so starting out, what what was your uh, your personnel? Was you and, and your operations man, your ops manager? It was and was that just the beginning for the most part? In the beginning, it was just me, and then uh, Jono, who's our operations manager now, uh, he. He, he didn't start working for us until last year in 2019. Okay. Um, we finally got to uh, a level where we have we have about uh, probably about 12 people that make the business go round on a, on a daily basis. And um, he was kind of in between in between stuff. He was trying to figure out what you know what direction to go. And uh, he was in fire school, and he wasn't really it wasn't what he thought it, he wanted it to be. So. Uh, I was like, dude, if you want to, you know, if you want to come work for us, we can, we can carve out a spot for you. And uh, he's an ex-ball player. He was in the Cardinals organization. That's the video you posted the other day, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's dope, man. That was really dope. So yeah. 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 Really yeah cool. he, he was a stud, and um, and so yeah, he, and he's doing a great job, and uh, and that's kind of one of the most rewarding parts of this this whole thing is getting people involved. Uh, that uh, that you know have a have a dear place in my heart. I I think it's it's a lot of fun to to work with those people on a daily basis. Yeah, and it doesn't really feel like work at that point either, does it? No, 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 it doesn't. That's cool. You're one of the lucky ones, man. Definitely one of the lucky ones. So you know, it's just you now. You got your crew and all that stuff. You guys are at the the winter meetings and all that stuff out and about. I see your products, you know, all over the place. What is the thing that you're most most proud about with with uh, dugout mugs in the business? Hmm. Yeah, um, I I would say uh, yesterday uh, I was talking with somebody, and just in general, um, how much the the baseball community has uh, embraced it from like a player level to uh, just your everyday person, just that's a baseball fan. Mm. Um, I, I like I, I don't just say this because. Uh, because I have a baseball business, a baseball-centric business, but I really, really do think, and you, and you probably could uh, come to some sort of similar conclusion with <clears throat> military people. Uh, the best type of people uh, for me are, are baseball people. Love being around baseball people. The camaraderie that I have with a with a baseball dude is is unmatched. And I'm sure you could say the same with like the brotherhood that you feel with with the guys that you're in the military with. Yeah. Um. So whenever whenever uh, I look at this and I see that the baseball community as a whole has really embraced it and love and love it. Uh, it, it just, that, that makes me incredibly prideful and proud. That's good. That's very dope. Very dope. And I mean, it's, it's such a, a simple product, but it's so dope. Like I'm telling you, just looking at a bat, you're drinking out of a bat barrel, man. That is so cool. And, and luckily and surprisingly, nobody else had figured it out. Until you came around, so I mean, it, hey, that that foresight, man, the vision is, is is definitely there. So, congratulations on a on an outstanding business and a much continued success. So, all right, so we're gonna go ahead and get into this lightning round. I know you know you're you're on a little bit of a time crunch, so I'm gonna go ahead and get you, get the, get this rolling. All right, what's your favorite team? 
Oh man, I, I love all baseball teams. Uh, I'm gonna no, 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 no. They're not all created equal. <laughs> They're not all created equal. You know that. So <laughs> let's let's go with the Atlanta Braves. Really? I see. I see a Florida Marlins thing in the bag. You're a Florida guy. This is what uh, you're gonna throw out there? <laughs> no, I can't like the Marlins. <laughs> is it because they're owned by Derek Jeter right now? What's that? Is it because Derek Jeter's involved right now? Uh, no, no. It's, they just what, they win like sixty games last year. Yeah. Nobody likes a nobody likes a losing team. Nah. Well, I like the Royals. <laughs> so, <laughs> what did they, they win the World Series in twenty sixteen? Fifteen. Yeah, they won in 15, and they went in 14, and then the damn uh, uh, Mad Bomb killed us, man. So, you know, it was a, it was, it was a nice little two-year run for us, man. I'll take it. So, yeah. So the, the Braves, you said? Yeah, Braves and Rays. Okay, all right. Yeah, the Rays, man. I'm out here in Tampa, man. And, um, you know, the Rays, they, they were kind of up and down, and then they finally got in on the last game of the season last year and, you know, a little bit of playoff action. It was nice. It was really, really cool to see. And I was looking forward to getting out to a couple games this year, but uh, I guess that's on pause. We'll, we'll see how that rolls. Yeah, yeah. The, the two playoff games that they had there last year against the Astros, yeah. the atmosphere was electric. Oh, I know. I know. And they're talking about moving them to Vegas. Like, I don't want to see that. Or wasn't it like some kind of like wonky thing where they were going to play like half the season in Montreal and then the other half down here? And, and then a buddy of mine out in Vegas said they're actually trying to move them to Vegas. So, yeah. Yeah, really what needs to happen there is, I mean, any sports team, you just need tradition. You need time for, for people to, to plant roots into into these sports teams. Like yeah. the, the Yankees are the, you know, they're, they're like the most traditional slash like the biggest franchise in the history of sports, but they also been around forever. Exactly. They, they just need time for, for us to have kids, to raise these kids around the Rays, mm-hmm. and those kids to be, to be fans of of the Rays and just create tradition throughout the throughout the, t- the team and a better stadium. <laughs> they need that, <laughs> yeah. man. The Let's Trop, start there. The Trop is in such a, a crappy area, man. I like St. Pete, in a crappy area. All right. So, your favorite baseball movie? Movie? Yep. Um, I, I have to go. I have to go with Sandlot. The Sandlot. All right. All right. Um, yeah, we're we're working with the guy that wrote it and directed it, um, and. Uh, and uh, that, that's just been a really cool experience, and it, and and we have like these interview style questions with him, uh-huh. and um, and he talks about like the little nuances of the movie, and and uh, now I just see it in a whole another you know whole another light because the guy that wrote it kind of just broke it down and what he was thinking and stuff. So I'll go with the Sandlot. I mean, it's such a good flick, man, and and it's like it doesn't it ages well. But it never gets old, man. It's like the the parts that are funny are still hilarious. The, the, yeah. Everybody played the role perfect, and you know it's just it's one of those movies. Like I shared it with my kids not too long ago, and they sat there and watched it. Four four and seven years old, just sitting there, just like loving the movie, and it, it's, it's perfect. It's a perfect baseball movie at its at its purest, and then just you know about having fun and what it, what it's all about. Um, all right, so my next question. I figured you were going to say Sandlot, so I'm going to go ahead and throw this one at you. Could an adult De Nunez's heater match anything that Wild Thing Ricky Vaughn could put up against him. Oh man, uh, I, I would always bet on Ricky Vaughn's heater. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how you cut it. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, no doubt. 
uh, Ricky Von Skeeter is always going to win. All right, yeah, he was taking heads off on that on that little batting on the mannequin and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Wild as hell when he was out there. <laughs> yeah, that, that movie's great too. Yeah, that's yeah, great. and that's my second man. I'll, I'll throw I'll throw the first major league right behind the Sandlot, and I mean it's just good characters and all that stuff. So that bet. So wild thing, wild thing moves on. All right, my last question for you. When is crying in baseball allowed? Oh, uh, supposedly uh, you're not supposed to. There's no, uh, what's the Tom Hanks line? Uh, <laughs> you know, um, sp- there's no crying in baseball. It's as simple as it gets. Um, I, uh, World Series. I mean, I mean, let me ask you this. When you got when you got pulled up to the to the uh, Blue Jays, did you cry? No, but when I when they told me to get lost, I did. Uh, so, well, okay, so I mean, and that's fair, right? That's fair. So, um, yeah. So, okay. I, when, your I, career, when your career ends, you can cry. All right, all right. Well, there it is. So that's when the only time, fellow Marauders, the one and only time when crying in baseball is allowed, and you're hearing that from a pro himself. Mr. Randall Thompson. So, Randall, hey, man, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for coming on. This was fun. Um, got to learn a, a lot about you, um, you know, and, and the business, um, you know, all the way from your days, just when you fell in love with the sport, you know, the, the call up, you know, uh, your experience with at the pro level, you know, f- how you found or the, the ideas sparked about the dugout mugs and the business and, and the things you're proud of. Um, and like I said, man, just continued success and uh, best wishes for you. You got anybody you want to give a shout out to or anything you, you know, you want to, you know, let the listeners know about that's coming up or that's out there. We'll get a, we'll, we'll get something figured out to where we can get a, a discount code for any of your listeners. Dope. Um, but yeah, you can, you can find us online at dugout mugs, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and then dugoutmugs.com. So Right on. Uh, right yeah, on. I appreciate it. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, fellow Marauders, that's it. That's the man himself, the president and founder of Dugout Mugs, Mr. Randall Thompson. Um, fellow Marauders, I appreciate your, your time. I hope you enjoyed the episode. You can find us on um, all major social media platforms, on Instagram at the underscore culture underscore Marauders, on Twitter at the culture Marauder one. And on Facebook at the Culture Marauders. Um, if you got anything, you know, you got any questions you want me to forward up to to Randall or any of my other guests I have on here, catch us at the Culture Marauders at gmail.com. And um, you know, hey, with that being said, also, oh, I can't I can't get off without this. Thank you to all the healthcare workers out there. Thank you to the parents and the teachers and the parents who are now playing teacher. Um, you know, all the military members out there doing your thing. We appreciate you, the essential service workers out there. You know, allowing us to, to, you know, go in there and get get these groceries and these things we need, keeping those shelves stocked, keeping everything clean. All the trash folks, the unsung heroes in the world, you're now getting your, your just due. Right? And we appreciate you guys out there. Keep rocking, keep rolling. And the Culture Marauders will be back with another episode later on. Peace.